Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, bringing you another episode of our Dragon's Banana Run-Through. I always say it, we're in the home stretch. This time, we are in the home stretch. You know, I, as I start leading us into this, I actually want to apologize for some snafus I may have had during this episode, and you'll probably catch them as you go along, because I, I decided I'm just going to release it wrong. That sounds weird, but yeah, anyways. Uh, I didn't want to do any heavy editing because it looks all janky. You see one guy's all talk, ah, and then you see him over here on the side and over there on the side, and I didn't want to do that. So please bear with me. I was trying to find some of my notes uh, while we were playing, and unfortunately, it, it took a few seconds for me to come up with something that worked. And why, why, while it might seem seamless, uh, it was far from it, just like my explanation was far from it. Anyways, let's, uh, let's remember where you can find the show. Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check us out there. Leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever app you listen to us on. Don't forget, tell a friend about the show. Always word of mouth really helps. Uh, if there's any way you guys want to head on over to YouTube, we're over there at World Hard 20. I know, I just, I like to get us out there. I like to get our name out there. I know that a lot of people enjoy the show, and I don't know how much word of mouth travels around, but uh, it always seems like bad news travels faster and further than good news because I don't know maybe a lot of people just like to hear that stuff but haven't heard any bad news thank goodness uh, but I want to hear good news so please write in at worldhard20podcast at gmail.com I would love to hear from you guys and believe me I answer every email that any one of our listeners listen to you know who I'm talking about Eric Kent Gary Kilgore love you guys you guys are amazing thank you for all the awesome gifts you guys have sent the show in the past and i'm thinking of you guys as well as everybody else out there so without wasting any more time let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses roll the hard 20 podcast presents episode 57 57 of this thing ready set auction enjoy Big Marty Robbins fan. Padre? <laughs> yeah, it's called Padre. Marty Robbins, man. I don't know. I'm listening to it right now. Oh, okay. Because that's way more important than doing what we're doing. Wow. Got that Look at this vinyl. guy. Well, Hello. Hi. Oh. Are you still listening to Padre or are you not listening to that anymore? I'm good. I just want to listen oh. if I recognized it. That's all. <laughs> I didn't song. recognize it. Uh, it was part of his greatest hits or whatever. There was a time that I, I used to listen to that shit all the time. I liked it. Greatest hits or greatest hit? Hits. Singular. No, he has multiple hits. It's fucking Marty Robbins, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've never heard Robinson. of him. Robbins or Robbins? I don't know. Yeah, you have. He's, you know, down in the West Texas town of El Paso. I, I, I may have heard that one. With a Mexican girl, or the more mm -hmm. politically correct, I fell in love with Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't think this show is always politically correct. Hey, Gunfighter Ballads by Marty Robbins. That's what's up. Yep. Is that See, the name of the song? He knows him. Trill. I don't know. Google knows him. Yeah, yeah well, he's he's <laughs> awesome, man. He's Johnny a, Cash and Marty Robbins together at last. They're both dead, or what do you mean? No, they have a CD. 
available oh. on Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah, just like our shirts. See and Sally both left this mortal coil. Yeah. Now they're doing a they're Forest. doing a duets at Forest Lawn, most likely. Somewhere they're both being played by uh Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everybody doing as we roll into another one of our Dragons Man run throughs? Oh Actually, yeah. lovely. Forgot because I've been editing out dead it dead it delta green all day so <clears throat> i gotta gotta you lost track here. of where we were yeah i got a gear shift now got a gear shift so we rich uh, yeah <laughs> you are uh let me go ahead and read us in here and then uh we'll start our process greetings fellow slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast it is uh your trusted game master yeah. brian and with me the hard slingers <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, marty robbins uh as we bring you episode 57 of our dragons demand run through uh I, I know i keep saying it but we are in the home stretch believe me when i tell you that because it's gonna be a thing it's gonna so happen we say guys... the march to 100 no, there's not going to be no hundy march here. Hopefully not. Uh, but anyway, so you guys found Hunkley's hidden cave. And after a fierce battle with a grill, I, as I had mentioned before, you managed to procure four of his chests, bring them back to uh, the smithy Bacchus. And along the way, you also met an individual named Clossier. He was on his way to the auction, which would be taking place on the following morrow. Uh, he was representing an individual whom he did not say, but he said that his uh, his master was looking forward to procuring certain items. After policing up all of your, your golds and, and whatnot, you guys went ahead and crashed at the Wise Piper Inn, same place that you instructed Colossier to stay. You guys have now woke up fully refreshed, come outside for a new morn on the day of the auction. And it's happening at noon? I don't remember what I said. Because it had been so many weeks ago in real time. But I would probably say probably closer to around 11 o'clock in the morning. Somewhere in that time frame. Okay. Um, I will just start by getting up and going down to the common room after I clean myself up. And having uh, some food. Okay. What's everybody else want to do at this time? I figured uh, Papa Hammerbane's gone up at like four o'clock in the morning, got us all up. He's kind of wandering around pacing our Looking room. Looking for everybody's tithes. <laughs> <laughs> what you owe him as a representative. <laughs> it's not for me, of course, because I don't believe in material objects, but a the kitty's a little of your dry. appreciation is always <laughs> appreciated here. Are you all ready for some garage sale prices today? That's right. How come Father Hammerbane got to have a nice car? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's got one of those like Don King got legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much for this? Maybe two copper. So I think, Warren, as you're down in the common room, you see other mm -hmm. people are mingling. They're starting to get their food on and whatnot. Go ahead and make a perception check while you're down there. Okay, one perception check, because this can't possibly go wrong. Uh, oh, hey, 19. 19? You look around, you see a lot of people um, that are basically milling around. You see a lot of people that you become familiar with, including the proprietor, uh, Talia, 
I think. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that her name? Yes. Yes, Talia. And, uh, yeah, Talia Orem. And you see Bacchus, he's eating. You see a couple other people that you come across. Uh, even Greyhands is in there getting getting his brunch on. But you don't see Clossier anywhere. And this was the individual that was staying at the Wise Piper Inn. Hmm. Um, I will like flag uh, Talia down um, when she has like a moment between serving people and just say, oh, uh, Miss Talia, we had uh, noticed an interesting individual and we had directed him here. I don't see him here, though. Uh, did you not have a gentleman by the name of Clossier uh, get a room? Uh, y- yes, Mr. Clossier was here earlier. Uh, he checked in last night and he actually, he left uh, probably about 45 minutes, maybe an hour ago. Said oh. he had some business to attend to. Uh, he grabbed a quick snack for the road and basically took off. Well, good for him. I'll wait. Until That's the rest what of I night. said. Good for him. <laughs> I think maybe as you guys are kind of waiting downstairs, looking at all these people, and you're kind of thinking, like, where the hell's Dempsey? Like, the front door opens, and he walks in, like, just drenched from being out running. And uh, he, like, wipes his face, goes over, orders a pitcher of water, and kind of, like, saddles up. He's like, all right, what are we doing? Well, first off, we're looking decent. And as uh, I say that, I just gesture to you and just go like head to toe with prestidigitation. And basically like the sweat in your clothes doesn't necessarily get like completely like clean, but like all any like dirt and schmutz and all of that just gets wiped off of you. See all, all the barn muck just comes off from doing like his Patrick Swayze workout in the barn across town. All the fucking ball ball crud and shit like lifting that. hay and like running up ropes <laughs> ball sludge <laughs> yeah. look did we all I, come did okay. we all come downstairs yet because i don't i don't think valadier and i have said that we've come downstairs no from my understanding just warren and then dempsey had gone down you guys had remained up in the room unless you guys mm-hmm. want to say you tagged along we're downstairs arm wrestling <laughs> yeah Valadir, uh, are you ready for today's activities? I understand that we're going to be headed to the auction today. Yes, and you might want to put good auction pants on. We're doing lots of running today. Dude, why do we have to go to the auction? I'm I'm really more interested in, you know, why my my friend Flint died. But if you guys think this is the most important thing for us to do... guess that's what we'll do but uh, kind of opposed to it whatever Mm, the baroness asked if we help do security while auction goes on why would you need security at an auction very interested buyers in hunkley's manor she just wants peaceful exchange and we're all of us are here to Provide security? We're part of backup, backup security. Oh, backup, backup. <laughs> We're like the, the AA team. We're not even major leagues. We're like a shit <laughs> hit fan. <laughs> like JLo's backup dancers, man. <laughs> We're a C team. 
Well, since since we're security for this, we we probably want to get down with the others and kind of take a look at the, the auction area, make sure that the you know nothing nothing is out of place. You know, do our jobs and all security stuff. I think mm-hmm. I could smell Dempsey from here. Let's go downstairs and see if he's here. Uh, lead the way, uh, music man. So you eventually find Dempsey and Warren. They're down in the common room of the Wise Piper Inn, getting their grub on. Uh, Warren properly finished his breakfast at uh, this point and says, "Ah, uh, welcome, guys. Um, look, I did want to get to the auction well before it starts um, to uh, see some of the items and." Um, check in with the Baroness. I do also want to just stop and speak with Bacchus really quickly. Yeah, um, and then I, right now it's probably about 9.30 in the morning. Okay. So that kind of gives you an idea. you got about an hour and a half to get whatever you're going to get done done before the auction starts. Okay. So let me know where you guys want to, want to you, what you guys want to do. Is Bacchus there? No, he's actually started leaving. Like you see him, out. you know, wiping off his <laughs> Throws a couple of silver down on the table. See you tonight, Talia. <laughs> Got so kind of like, into some extra coin. Dempsey elbows Warren, and he's just like, "I think he's leaving. Let's go grab him." Uh, yeah. Um, as he leaves, um, I'll step up and kind of uh, uh, run after him, and then like come up beside him as he's walking across to the blacksmith, or at least I'm assuming that's where he's walking. Whoa, Daddy. <laughs> Don't be sneaking up on me like that. What, what's the deal? Oh, please. We we both know you're a little too competent for that. I know. Um, actually, I wanted to ask if you had spoken with uh, Zenmei about that vial I had given you. Since last night? No, I haven't. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't suppose you'll have a chance in the next uh, hour or so to do so? What is it you want me to ask him? Because I think the GM forgot. <laughs> I'm curious who around here, um, aside from possibly Zenmei, would That's make... Right. Okay, yeah, okay, I remember now, okay. You know, uh, I think he's going to be at the auction today. If I bump into him there or before, I'll hit him up. Consider it on the house. I would hope so, considering the fact that you have made enough money to retire about four times over. Well, you know, choose uh, door number three and things work out for you, eh? As it is. Very well. Anyways, you, still gonna I, assume, I assume you will be at the auction at least to see the spectacle? If anything, just for that, because honestly, all that shit that, that was in that old man's castle uh, doesn't interest me. I mean, books and, and trinkets and doodads and shit. Let me ask you something. You were part of the group that went in there. Were there any weapons that might interest me? Weapons specifically? Uh, he had an interesting workshop. I believe there may be a few things that would catch your eye, but I will say probably only a few. Well, I'll give it a few minutes and see if it's worth my time. If not, like I said, I got a, I got a business to run. Of you know, course. Looking to retire I, this year. I will I will tell you what, Bacchus. Uh the Baroness has invited uh us and me specifically to 
be, shall we say, an extra set of eyes and security for this. I will see if I can uh, scope what is actually put out. And if there is something of a more uh, smithing nature, I will make sure you are aware that there is. I appreciate it. Yeah, just give me a call, eh? Of course. All right. Take care, man. Mm. And he just, you know, as he's talking, he's walking, like actually trying to, to get away from you to get back to his smith. Oh, yeah. As, he, as he's doing stuff. So he basically leaves you standing at the corner of Devi Road and Canticleer Road. Mm hmm. And you know that the auction will be taking place at the Belhaim Commons, which is number 14 of Debbie Road. That's the yes. address. So, Indeed. They go and find that map. What are, you, what are the rest of the boys doing? Heroes, what are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> I, I really want to get down to the auction site. We, if, we're, if we're security, we need to scope this place out. Who knows what kind of nefarious people might be here and trying to derail a legitimate auction. Not that I care much about, you know, material possessions, but we are security. MC's like, I'm standing right here. Come on. <laughs> he wants he wants to get there to get spot in shade. You know how he is in the sun. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, a good idea. Too many pepper spots on forehead. <laughs> Needs oh shave. Babushka got good cream for that. Uh, shall we move along? We we have some work to do, boys. Of course. So, so you guys make your way up to 14 Belhaim Street, and you see that there's there's all kinds of hustle and bustle out in front. But all the crates that were originally lined up to be paraded in the day before, they've been cleared out. There's, there's no more of that going on. It's it's more of people milling about. Uh, you see, by the way, it was noon that it was supposed to take place, but it looks like they moved it up to 11 o'clock. Uh, you just see plenty of, of towns folks milling about. Everyone wants to get inside Belhaim Commons. Mm -hmm. But you see Sheriff Ben Hovey and his other deputies, they're basically keeping people at bay. And, you know, you, you can hear them saying to everybody that's trying to get through, uh, Sorry, man, it's invitation only. You know the rules. If you don't have an invitation that's specifically by Master Chosk, nobody gets in. And you see some people are turned away. Some people are a little downtrodden. Some people just tend to loiter at the door as if they could try to get a glimpse in. Now, I sent you guys a map of what the Belhaim Commons looks like. Mm -hmm. And so you can see that the entrance to this particular area is is only 10 feet wide the actual amphitheater itself is probably about 100 feet wide by maybe 80 feet deep it's got three rows of seating and they kind of curve around a large stage that's at the western or i'm sorry the eastern side of it because you enter in through the western side so you see these three rows of seats that curve around the stage and the stage kind of juts out uh, at about 40 feet at its greatest point. You see that there are two doors on either side of the main podium as well as some more steps that look like they go down beneath the, uh, the auditorium itself. And you already start to see people that are starting to sit down 
it's not really that it's a first come first serve but you do get the idea that these people want to get as close to the stage as possible ironically though even though despite the large number of invitations that the baroness had said of people that were going to show up you really only see a handful of prospective buyers most likely they you know they're dressed in semi-regal uh clothes and whatnot but uh you see that the Baroness, she's already there. She's in one of the second rows back from the center stage, sitting right next to her on either side. One is her son, Arnold, and the other one is Heinrich, sitting next mm. to her as well. You also see other people of interest. You know, you see that there's a trio of white-clad uh, callistocrats from some area of region. You see two black-robed individuals of indeterminate gender. Uh, they seem to be off to the southern side of the chairs. Everyone's trying to keep space away from each other. Like nobody wants to sit too close to where they are. You see uh, a oh, half snarling. Like freaking urinals in the men's room. Yeah, exactly. You know, nobody wants to be right next to each other and say, hey, are you John Wayne? Uh, you see a snarling half orc uh, representing some, some Tengonglas of Casomir. Uh, probably most likely the Duchess of that place because you could tell by the by the emblem that he's wearing on his on his sash and then you see a man all by himself dressed all in black attire with a cowl over his head and he's more so in the third row closest to the northern side by himself a few minutes later you see Bacchus walk past you guys and he goes and he finds a place to sit down uh, two minutes later, Zen May comes in and you see Bacchus kind of wave them over and they, they start sitting down beside each other talking. And then after a while, you, you just start seeing the the auditorium itself just fill up with other people. Less interesting than the ones that I had just described. Mm -hmm. But then probably one of the last people to walk through the doors, you see the individual wearing the red hat mm -hmm. with the blue feather in the the all dark leather attire. And as he walks in, he really doesn't pay attention to you or the Baroness or the man all in black or anybody else, but he actually makes his way up towards the stage. And after a few minutes, you see Chosk, who you remember being the money exchanger. Mm. He comes out onto the stage and, and he's, you can see that he must be the guy that's honchoing this, this auction. And he's going through some papers and he's looking over some of his notes making he's got a quill pen he's making and he looks up and he sees Clossier standing in front of him and they start having an exchange like like almost like whispered discussion back and forth but it it's louder than just a docile whisper and it seems to be getting more heated as things go on okay um if, if well so first off i assume that we're let in without any issue yeah they you've already been approved and, yeah well the sheriff has already been told that you individuals would be entering the auction and the reason why you're there okay um so unless anyone else has any um specific input um i would probably uh just briefly greet the baroness in a way of like acquaintances obviously she knows why we're there and we know why we're here and stuff like that but just 
kind of just a uh, gentle like nod of greeting um, and then probably going to stand I imagine off to the side of the stage a little ways are we close enough to hear any of the exchange between Classier and um, it depends I'm... on where you want to position yourself like if you look at the uh, at the picture itself if you look at the damn it Ooh, hello um, let me pull up the photo again if you look at at the auditorium, imagine mm -hmm. that Clossier and Chosk are standing right at the front. Like Ch Chosk is looking down at him, mm -hmm. and Clossier is looking up, but they're right at the at the center of the front of the stage. So, where is it that you would like to be? Um, well, first, before taking up position, I would actually check in with every and everyone else. Um, Dempsey, did you have something you wanted to? So I was going to say that um, in doing security, I think that Dempsey, um, the biggest thing is making sure who's getting in and out. So he mm -hmm. would probably join up with the sheriff and kind of like lend a hand with that. Just like muscle bouncer at the door of the club, uh, kind of, you know, give him. So if, if I, I picture Dempsey's like up near the door, kind of okay. helping ch checking uh, IDs and badges, handing out wristbands. And you see that that as the car, as the crowd has has stayed put and the sheriff has has no longer let anybody else through he looks at you and says okay my orders were to make sure that everybody that had the invitation was allowed in first i've checked off all the names and everybody's here that's supposed to be here now we're allowed to open the auction to the public okay so our job now is to make sure that nobody goes in with any weapons Make sure that nobody has. Uh, you just kind of profile them, if you if you would. Make sure that they're racial not... profiling. <laughs> oh my! This isn't. Dempsey's got like an old lady up against the wall. Like, all right, Grandma, I see that rolling pin. I uh, just, you know, but, uh, exactly like that. Just looking people up and down, making sure nobody's bringing in any like great swords or. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what you guys are doing is you're funneling people in one or two at a time, giving them the stink eye, making sure that nobody's coming through with any weapons. And there's already starting to become a, a table that's getting filled up with people's weapons and stuff, you know, short swords, rapiers, daggers, anything else from what you can gather you're probably the only four that have been allowed in that you know of with weapons mm -hmm. you see that uh, one aside guy? from i would assume the the constable yes he's the sheriff that originally uh kind of set a lot of this in motion he took the uh human trafficker up to taldor to be mm -hmm. turned in to the authorities up there which is where he was originally from and during that time uh, the Baroness had requisitioned everybody to go into the collapsed witch tower to find out what caused it to collapse because at that point the, the sheriff had already left so he couldn't send his boys in. Okay. Father Hammerbane, what are you doing? What are you and Valadir doing? Are you guys... Talk to me. Valadir, you... <clears throat> Shall we uh, move a little bit closer to the uh, the auction you know where it's. I I think if we stand in the aisle, you know, as like halfway between the podium and the back door, you know, just show our presence here so that any of these miscreants get out of hand, we can deal with them and eject them, you know, properly and quickly. 
<laughs> yes, Jack <I'm>... them. <laughs> I concur. I agree with your century plan. Let's thank God in the middle. So I'm I'm gonna be um, <clears throat> that those three rows. Batomi uh, is gonna be halfway between the top of the stairs and the bottom of the stairs, basically in between the uh, what third and fourth row. Okay, actually there are four rows. Sorry, I thought there was three. That's what I get for not having my glasses ready. Uh, but yeah, there are four rows. But everybody's still where I said they were. The Baroness is center, but in the second row with her with her son and, and Heinrich, you see the other people that are kind of, you know, that were originally in, see, seated where I already described it. But then you start seeing the other seats begin to fill up with the common folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren, as you watch the rest of your party do what they're doing, you see that Chosk hands down a, a couple pieces of paper to Clossier, who kind of thumbs through them. And then you see the whispery come back alive again and he hands it back and he's he's pointing and gesturing go ahead and make a perception check okay uh uh that is a 14 14 from what you could hear where are you standing you're standing to the to the north side of the uh yeah i would have uh, made my way um sorry north is up on the map North is to the left of the map. It's, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I would have made my way up to the north, probably um, right next to the stage, but kind of where that first row winds up ending. So, like, a square away from the end of the first row at the north end of the stage. Okay. And, you know, everybody's talking and, and milling about. Just you hear the cacophony of, of white noise of people talking, but you're able to barely make out what Clossier and Chosk are talking about. And you can hear him say, it is clear that the Baroness has not put out all of Honclay's estate for auction. Where is the rest of this stuff on the manifest? It is not here. And you can hear Chosk, he, he's trying to remain composed. I understand and uh, I promise you, you'll meet with the Baroness after the auction. So please take a seat, Mr. Clossier. Uh, there's there's nothing I can do about it. But I am telling you that there's, there's there's 20 lots here. And what I'm looking at, though, it is minus several things that are supposed to be on here. Why are they uh, not on here? I will uh, step up at that point and um, uh, look at Tosk and, and Clausier and say, uh, excuse me, is, is there a problem here? We are supposed to be starting the auction shortly. Who are you? Which one are you talking to, Chosk or, or to I'm Clossier? talking Double. to both. I'm addressing both. You see Chosk just kind of fold his arms and Clossier looks at you and says, you know what, I, I do appreciate the company that you gave me yesterday, but this does not concern you. Actually, it does, as I am here for security by the Baroness's invitation. Well, and unless if you the Baroness, are... she is keeping certain things out of Honclay's auction. And now, I understand that there are you, several how things do you that... you have this information? My master is very well versed in what Honclay had as an individual. And okay. we know that all proceeds go to his sister, Sasha. But I don't understand why certain things are not on the list to be bid on. 
that is between the Baroness and Sasha. It is possible that Sasha has claimed a few things for herself. Is Sasha here? No. No, the Baroness, Sasha... she is the one that is put on the auction for Sasha. Agreed. I do not understand this. At Sasha's direction. This is unacceptable. And as, as he's going on, you see an elderly man mm -hmm. slowly come up behind him and say, What is the problem here? The Baroness oh, has asked me to come up here and find out exactly what the problem is. And you could tell Heinrich is is being this old man mm -hmm. but he's he's got this energy about him that is trying to make this man stand down he's very spry hey, you gotta watch out for this guy <laughs> tricky. very tricky i don't mean to break this up but the baroness has asked me to have all of you take a seat and as for you mr Belheim. You are supposed to keep order, not keep this disorder going. Please control Please yourself and me. control this man. This is I unacceptable. I will not be treated like this. I will go back to my master and I will tell him what you are all going to do here. And you see Clossier turn do. on his heel and just storm out of the auction. Hmm. I make a Constant. kind of an, as you were, as you were a gesture to uh, Heinrich and uh, um, uh, Thrash and I'll go back to where I was standing. I'm going to my trailer. <laughs> I feel like this is the guy that goes into the grocery store and is like, you're out of all the sale items. It's supposed to be three for 10 Coca-Cola. If we're done with the drama, <laughs> Let's get on with the auction. And everyone kind of laughs and cheers and claps and stuff like that. First thing I'd like to do is I'd like to thank, uh, give special thanks to Othober for allowing us to use the Belheim Commons. Let's give him a big hand. Everybody claps and mm -hmm. yeah, right on, Othober. <laughs> <laughs> you see this robust, balding guy stand up, you know, wave his hands. Thinks he's something special. Obviously, he's probably getting perked on this anyways. So, uh, first thing we'll be doing is we'll be going over the uh, the lot to make sure what everybody is going to be bidding on. And as soon as the GM finds the lot, because I just had it here, god damn it. So, the first lot that gets brought out is all the silverware and cold plates that were originally part of Hong Clay's dining facility. And he starts saying, we'll start this lot at 500 gold pieces. And so you see some people start actually bidding on it. Ooh, I found it. Start bidding on it. And eventually you see these those individuals that were of indeterminate gender when they want. The second lot that gets brought out is the parlor lot, which includes all the stuff like the couches and the rugs Birds. and whatnot. Bird cage? The bird cage is not part of that lot. 
but you see that there's uh, some of the some of the regular townsfolk start to bid on it. They start to bid at fifty gold pieces, and he's all fifty gold pieces going once, going twice. Sold to number four over there, and and so they they're all happy. And and he says, now everybody hold on to their money till the end of the auction. At that point, we'll be taking everybody's gold. You'll take the receipt, and then we'll have the items delivered to your personal home. Next lot, the library lot. We will start the bidding off at 2,400 gold pieces. Do I have any bids? Um, what? Refresh my memory, um, Brian. <laughs> what? What is in the library lot here? What is in the library lot would consist of the books that you found uh, upstairs mm-hmm. on the second floor in his main library that were in in the uh, the bookshelves. Remember how there okay. were there were multiple right. bookshelves? I really wish I could find my stupid notes on this thing. I got to go off the AP. So I apologize to my listeners out there that are hearing me shuffle the papers around the papers. So he starts the bid off at 2,400 gold pieces. Um, does this include the uh, books that were locked? No, it does not. Okay. And I will go ahead and skip that. You see a hand in the back raise up, and it's the hand that belongs to the individual that's all in black with the cloaked hood. He says, and does he have any sort of insignia on him? He does not. He's completely uh, devoid of anything other than a silver rapier on his side. Okay. And that doesn't strike me as belonging to any particular um, noble family, house, you can, region. You can make a history check. You can make an arc- arcana check if you want. Tell me what you want to do and how you want to use that check. Um, I would do history, uh, which comes out to... Oh, that is a natural 20. What? For a total of 20. 24. The hard, hard 20. 20. As you look through it, you notice that it, you know, it, it does look very ornate, even though you're closer to the to the stand itself. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it it doesn't strike you as being from any particular house mm-hmm. or any particular sect. Mm-hmm. It's just odd that that it looks so beautiful. Honestly, hmm. it shines in his eyes. Does it look? Uh, sorry, my, my last question, and I'll let us move on. Um, does it look like it's of a particular make? Does it look like it is elven make? Does it look like it may have been done by this, by a particularly well-known swordsmith? Anything like that? From your distance, you cannot tell. You'd probably have to get much closer to him to make that determination. Yeah. Sounds good. And as nobody else bids against him, he says, oh, 2,400 gold pieces gone to the individual in the back. And you just you just see the head nod once. Next up is the stuffed grizzly bear from Hunkley's personal bedroom, and you see that uh, Gray Hands actually bids on it, much to nobody's surprise that nobody tries to bid against him, and it ends up going for three hundred gold pieces, and he takes it with pride, and and he actually gets up and he leaves just. That's the only thing that he wanted. Next next lot assorted potions in Alexa's. We'll start the bid off at 3,300 gold pieces. 
and he looks around waiting waiting for anybody to step up and bid Try once I will uh, bid oh very well going 33 going once going twice sold to the young adventurer and he motions for one of the one of his accompanying helpers to bring you over a, a token with a number My on it mage hand reaches out and meets it meets his Takes helper it. halfway next one we have ourselves an assortment of scrolls we'll start the bid off at 1200 gold pieces anybody and you see a little halfling woman raise up her hand and oh, this is what lot this is for assorted scrolls anybody going once going twice sold to bassy way to go girl so they do their exchange the next lot it starts going down the line of like all the mundane shit like the the observatory lot, the bedroom lot, and, and some people are bidding on things. Some people are not bidding on things. Buy the robot, Warren! The robot actually does come up, and you see it kind of wheel out. You know? We have here an incomplete, busted-up con construct that was left in Hunkley's manor. Uh, I will... 200 gold pieces. I will try to catch... Um... Bacchus's eye and just kind and of you already like... see that his hand is up okay. he's in the back with the thumbs yep. up like yep Dempsey you want to go half on robot 2200 <laughs> going once you see another hand go up and ironically it's the man all in black oh shit 2500 do I hear 3000 going once for 2500 going twice and Bacchus raises his hand 3,000 gold pieces, going once, going twice, sold to the smithy. And you just see the man in black look over towards him and kind of nod. And it starts going over other books and you see a lot of rare books from Hunkley's private library. We'll start to bid off at 11,000 gold pieces. Do I have any bidders? Hot under the collar on that one. Yeah, a little bit. You see the man in black raise his hand. I love how when, like, in a real auction, when nobody's bidding, they have to, like, make it sound better. Like, now you should know these are leather-bound tomes that were originally... 11,000 gold pieces. Going once. Going twice. Sold to the man in black. He nods. They do their exchange. Second to the last lot. The summoning journal of Hung Clay. It will start to bid off at 7,000 gold pieces. You blew 7, your load too points. early, Warren. Yeah. It's okay. I figure the potions be the most useful to the rest of the group. No taking backsies. Going twice. 
not sold. Well, folks, we are down to one final. And all of a sudden, you hear a shift in the air. He kind of looks around. As I was saying, the final lot will be for Honkley's Manor. The lot begins at 2,500 gold. Yay! Yay! And it, it suddenly becomes so disruptive that everybody stops and looks up. Not just Chosk. As you see these winged entities begin to descend in the open sky down into the auditorium with these glass-like looking swords in their hands. And let's roll initiative Ooh, baby. right now. Going once, going twice. The hard <laughs> 20. First uh, roll out of the gate, babies. So we're gonna go fast with this. As soon as I can find it. Valadir. Valadir with a strong six. Strong six. Tommy. 12. Dempsey. With my ambush dice that I use. That's a 19, Brian. Warren. That is a 15. 15. 15. Uh, Valadir, you're the one that's... Uh, Lagging. Dempsey. Warren is above. Tommy. Sorry, Valadir. You're the one that's in the back, aren't you? Yep. Juice up. You see these creatures begin to descend, and they look like something out of a nightmare. With They're just all pale gray, with these elongated faces and these, these leatherish-looking wings and these these gnarled three-fingered hands, one of them carrying a type of a, of a glass-looking blade, and they descend on the crowd, and there are four of them. I got four targets, including the crowd. One is for the crowd. The others are for you guys along the initiative. And number six will be for Chosk. Chosk. The first one descends down on Chosk with a 12 to hit, which will hit. Chosk got to invest in some armor, yes, dude. He, oh, well, he's not going to be able to invest in much of shit, actually. He takes four points of damage, and you see him grab his head as he takes this type of mental damage as well, and you see him collapse to the floor. The third one goes after... Well, he's not going to go after him again because he's already down on the floor. After Father Hammerbane. 13 to hit. Fail. Fail. The other one will go after... Dempsey. 21 to hit. That is a hit. That is a hit. For 7 points of damage from the sword and you're going to take two points of psychic damage Ooh. by the way i want you to know these guys have a crit level too the last one goes for for you father again 
That's an 18 on the die. That's going to hit for five points of damage and four points of psychic damage as well. Dempsey, you see this shit going crazy right out of the gate. They didn't even finish the auction. What are you going to do? All right. So this guy comes down and you said he hits with a ranged attack or like is he No, he came down with a sword. Like he so was he... holding this this particular type of a weapon. Mm -hmm. It it looks like it's a like a foggy type of a glass sword. I think that Dempsey's going to rage and then um I'd like to grapple. I just want to run up and grab this guy and try to rip him out of the air. Yeah, and they're only like three feet above the air. They're not like high up because they've got to be close enough to make to lay the smack down. So go ahead and do what you got to do. All right. So this is uh, what do I do. I do an attack roll. Ryan, what do I do? Yep. You know. Yep. Oh, for a grapple, uh, grapple. Mm -hmm. You make an athletics checks. It is uh, um, resisted by either their choice of athletics or acrobatics. Okay, so athletics check. Come on, baby. Ooh, that's a 17 on the die, 22. Okay. As opposed to me, which is an 18 on the die for plus four, so that's 22 as well. So 22, 22 just cancels. Nope, we're gonna uh, do it again. Ty, you, okay. Oh. Well, Ty usually goes to Defender, but um, okay. you're called, Brian. No, I wanna, I wanna get through this, go for it. Let's roll it okay. again. Let's do it. Ooh, natural one. The hard 20. Fuck me and me. <laughs> Yeah. So he manages to shrug you off. Okay. You want to do anything else? Or is Can I just do a bonus action? You know, he goes up and the, yeah. he, he puts his arm around the guy and he moves him. So he's just going to come in with the elbow to the face. Yeah, give him that pop. Take away your superiority back. That's going to be a 13. I will use a precision die. Fuck. So 16 to attack. That's going to hit. All right. These guys are wily. I don't like them at all. So that's going to be this. Uh, so six, nine. Damage. Nine points of damage. Yeah, just elbow to the face. That's all I got. <sighs> kind of takes it. Warren, what would you like to do? Uh, First off, I'd like to see if I can identify what the fuck these things are. Okay. Um, I will make an Arcana check. That's fine. Or a nature check, either one of them. Okay, uh, 18. 18. They're creatures that you've probably heard of from some kind of a dark nightmare. People in passing, they're called a Griot. They're usually summoned by superior beings to mm -hmm. be like foot soldiers for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, are these creatures that have anything to do with... Uh, and I am... Oh, the Dark Tapestry. They do. Okay. Uh, I am going to spend my action to do the thing that I should have done upon walking into this shit show, uh, which is uh, cast Mage Armor on myself. All right. Um, In fact, I'm going to show then, you a picture of what these guys look like. Ooh. Oh, delightful. And there are four of them a gargoyle with a sword and some big ass wings um Good and day. then i will uh shout at the uh as like bonus action or free action or whatever i will shout out the one at uh, uh thrash to uh, uh get off him and pick on someone his own size off of who uh thrash the chosk 
Oh, Chosk. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Chosk is like done. But, but there's I one. Mean, that's the one that's on him. There, you've got one on him, two on Father Hammerbane, and one on Dempsey. Yeah. It just looks at you and just like. <laughs> yeah. This takes more than one finger to make you come in. He's all, come in. <laughs> Gives you the whole fist. Touch remove. I hit him I with my say, strong do you really, do you really, Do you really want to back him like that? You've already got a party over there. Come <laughs> to me. Little pimp. <laughs> Put a little baby powder on that thing. So that is my uh, turn. Okay. Father, you got two on you. What's the range? Uh, they're all within five feet of you, but they're three feet in the air, and that's more for flavor than anything else. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm going to <clears throat> pull out my uh, holy symbol. Okay. I'm gonna hold it in front of me, and I'm gonna cast Channel Divinity. Orders demand. The two flying creatures, um have to make a wisdom save or be charmed effect or, or be charmed it is it's within 30 feet i mean but like is it one person or is it <clears throat> occupied it's any creature that can see um see or hear me so i'm i'm taking a um like an aggressive type posture with my holy symbol say okay. be gone be gone get behind me satan so they have to they have to take a wisdom throw or be charmed. Okay, wisdom throw. Nineteen on that die. Passes. That's a success for you. I got to get this uh, die out of there because I don't want to accidentally hit it. Sixteen plus one, seventeen. Okay, so they both um, uh, uh, resist the charm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Validir. Oh. Or did you want to move? Did you want to get out of there? No, I don't want to move. Sure. It's an opportunity sure? attack. Um, Maybe they act like they're charmed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to disengage, however. Okay, you can disengage. So I'm going to disengage. Uh, Dempsey is up at the top of the stairs. He's still by the front door. Uh, the front door is as you come down the stairs, right? Yeah, so he's to the west. Okay, I'm going to disengage back towards Dempsey. Okay. Valadir. We head down to the door. Valadir was, before the incident, was playing calming, relaxing music. Now he's got oh some dark, sinister beat going on his uh, loop. He's actually going to advance and follow behind Papa Hammerbane. Uh, he's going to cast Cure, One, uh, Cure Wounds on Hammerbane for 10 points of healing. Ooh, yeah. And as a bonus action, he's gonna use his Bardic Inspiration on Papa Hammerbane and give him... A boner. A boner with... <laughs> uh, <laughs> for 10 minutes, he Oh my can, gosh. He can add one of his ability checks and attack rolls or saving throws. This can be used after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. So, it's just ability. Yes, ability or attack throw. roll 
or saving damage. throw. And I think okay. it's a D6, right? It's like yes. bless on steroids. Well, bless me. Hold it's on. Not a D4. It's a I'm going to drop six. it in my Discord for you. Okay, thank you. But it's ability, attack, and saving. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And I just heard it go off. So the first one no longer has any interest in Chosk's corpse. However, he does have an interest in you, Warren. You see him kind of hover up a little. He speaks some words and points at you with his free hand. And I need for you to make a save against Ray of Sickness. Is that a dexterity or constitution? That is a, uh, what does it say here? It's a dex save. Is it dex? That is a total No, constitution. Of... Sorry, con oh. save. Okay. Uh, that would be a total of 15 then. 15? Okay. Mm -hmm. You shake off this, this disgusting feeling of like, wanting to retch. It takes to the sky a little bit. The other one that's on Dempsey continues his barrage attack on Bring you. Bring it. Bring it. It's going to... And I believe that one's going to miss. Can I do a repost? You bet. All right. I'm going to... So he comes down with the sword and he, Dempsey just moves in for a punch. Come on, baby. That's 19 on the dice. That's going to hit him. That's going to hit him. All right. So this is going to be... Five. Okay, so that's nine points of damage. Punch right in the face. Yeah, and basically you cleave his face just round your fist, just <clears throat> and you feel him go slump and fall to the ground. And as he falls to the ground, you see his sword begin to crack and just turn to dust. Nice. The one that was originally on Father Hammerbane, in fact, he had two of them, goes after you, Valadir. You take it away from me. Pasta I give cigarette to baby. 14? <laughs> 14. Oh, shoot. Hold on. 14 will miss. Oh, you lucky fuck. The third or the fourth attack. Let's see. One, two, three for father. Bring it. At you again, Valadir. All right. That one's going to be 17. 17 will hit. 17 will hit for eight points of damage and two points of this this mind-wrenching pain as it goes through your mind you just you feel like a thousand daggers just just being plunged right into your skull dempsey what would you like to do you just finished off one of them you see that a worn... ch charmed effect no it's psychic damage psychic what it damage. Is. okay yeah. so um I think Dempsey sees the other two running towards him, and he's like, no, the fight is that way. What are you doing? And um, he's going to run past them towards the two, and um, if he can make it to the whichever one's closest, just run in and just start swinging. Okay, so towards which one? Um, so they're how far away from Dempsey at this point? There's three of them. If There's three. you were okay. by the door, that's the mm -hmm. direction that, that Valadir and Tommy both ran. So they're both probably 15 feet from you. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is down by the auction stage where Warren is at. So he'll close the 15 and he, like as they're running by, he's just like, what are you doing? Come on. 
this way. So he he'll close the rest of the distance. Whichever one's closest, he just wants to keep keep the fight, like bring the fight to them. Okay. Okay. So pick one, pick none. You want the one on the right? Okay. Yeah, perfect. Ooh, that's a 16. I'm rolling hot tonight. That's gonna hit. 21. That's gonna be six points of damage. Bonus action. Comes around with a kick. Uh, three on the dice. That is not going to make it, my friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Warren, you seem to be mono to mono with this creature. Um, I just look at him and kind of just give a very annoyed sigh. My rapier, I kind of swing it around my head and say, let me show you how it's done. And I swing it around and as if like gathering magic as it moves around flinging an eldritch bolt off the end of the rapier towards this thing. Uh, that is... a 17 to hit. That's going to hit. Him Get him. And that is a ghetto crit. Ghetto! That's where we like it. <laughs> so that ghetto. is 14 ghetto. points of force damage and an additional two points of fire damage you just you hit it and then it bursts into flames and you see it just splatter against the back wall of the Belhane comments just just slumped yeah. down just smoldering there Tommy, or did you have anything else you needed to, to do uh i will move myself more onto the center of the stage so i can get a better eye on everything okay Tommy. Father Belhane. I. Uh, I'm back towards the. I'm at the west now. How uh, how close are one of these fucking things to me? It's right up against you. It's within five feet of you. Uh, it's within touch then. Yes. Yeah. Well, Father, I'm sure you know all about touching. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> That is a sick burn right there. <laughs> Father Hammerbone. Let's go. Um, okay, I'm going to cast a Guiding Bolt. Okay. And that is going to be a... Come on, come on, come on. A 10. 10 will miss, I'm sorry to say. Okay, is this one, uh, the one uh, that I'm attacking, is it already um, injured? No, it is not. Okay, I'm going to take my... Um, yep, that's all I got. Um, actually, hold on. I am going to... No, oh, fuck it. I'm going to try to grapple this thing. Very impressive. Okay. Make your roll. Um, what is that? A, uh, grapples dex? Either acrobatics athletics or... Or athletics. Or acrobatics. Yes. Either one of them. It's gonna be a thirteen. Thirteen. Let's see. What you oh fuck! It was a fifteen, and then it rolled to a five. You. Yeah. So you hook onto this guy. Yeah. Validir, what would you like to do? There is still one overhead, right? In Dempsey. theory, but like I said, he's just flying like like three feet off the ground. He's the one that you and Dempsey are engaged with right now. All right. I want to attack the one that's in the air that I could still reach. Not the one that uh, 
Father Hammerbane has. Uh, first attack with my scimitar. Okay. Ooh. That is not going to be that great. That is 11. That will miss. And... Shoot, what is going on? Here we go. Second attack. <sighs> miss horribly with a 7. Ah. Father uh, Hammerbane. With this thing in your arms he actually leans forward to bite you 13 get a room miss miss and we'll try to bite you one more time and that did even worse the one that dempsey and validir are fighting one two three for validir goes after you dempsey yes 17 on the die that's gonna hit you Big old miss. Oh. oh, for three points of damage <laughs> with the three. weapon. What kind of damage is this? <laughs> That's a uh, slicing, slashing okay. damage. Sorry, slicing damage. <laughs> slicing <laughs> damage. <laughs> slashing hurts you. <laughs> and one point of uh, psychic damage. Man, I couldn't have rolled worse. You guys are having a great time at my expense. Dempsey, what would you like to do? You want to do something about that? Yeah, the, uh, you know, sword comes across his chest, and he's just like, ah! And, uh, yeah, he's going to punch the thing in its throat. Ooh, and he's going to miss. Uh, does a 15 hit? It does not hit, I'm sorry uh, to say. The blood's kind of in his eyes. He's just swinging wild. Can I move, because I know how this one goes, and just circle, do a little... A circle around so I'm away from Validir. Yeah, is in I had this conversation. Was it you I was talking to about this? With the whole stepping? No, no, like when you move around somebody, I, I realize that they consider it leaving a threatened square, but I actually think that's bullshit. I think as long as you're still attached mm -hmm. to yeah, your opponent rules. within five feet, mm -hmm. that that it's not considered leaving. Yes, he's a threat. Just doing himself. a little Muhammad yeah. Ali yeah. kind exactly. of exactly as long as you guys are because facing is not a thing. So it, mm -hmm. my understanding is, is it's not leaving a threatened square; it's leaving a an enemy's threat range. Yes, and that's the way how I took it. And somebody tried to tell me one time, well, if you move away, if you move from one square to another square, even though it's still attached, that you've left the threatening square. I'm like, but I haven't left. I'm still threatened by the guy, so I'm not leaving his. His mm -hmm. range so yeah go for it dempsey sure so he'll just kind of circle around behind so maybe even give that nice little flanking bonus to validir very good we're mad warren uh so i can see uh dempsey and uh father hammerbane both engaged with these things and then is there still a third one up no you took care of the third one okay. there's only two left one of them looks like it's been damaged the other one doesn't look like it's been injured at all and that's the one okay. that that Tommy's with okay um well uh looks like father hammer bane needs a little assistance and i will fling another eldritch uh blast at him Ooh. okay uh, <laughs> i hope you roll one <laughs> Okay. Well, you hope. On. Yeah. You hope. Unfortunately for you, I rolled a sixteen, so that's oh, a twenty-two total. Very good. Give me some damage. Oh my god! 
freaking another ghetto crit. Uh, so that's another 14 points of force damage and two additional points of fire damage. And you smoke the one that he's holding on to, trying to convert. <laughs> Give me your life, you so <laughs> explodes right in front of his arms. Just paste. Just like him. Icker all over Father Hammerbane. So Tommy, you're holding on to a corpse. What would you like to do? Ugh, get this thing off me. What is this shit? <laughs> I I dump the corpse off to my side and stand up. Okay. Um, where is the other uh, winged fucking asshole at? It's engaged with both Dempsey and Validir. How it far? Seems to be between them. Uh, they're probably like 15 feet away from you. And that one has been damaged or not damaged? Yeah, that one's been damaged. Okay, I am going to... Uh, Keep him alive for questioning. No. Uh, I'm going to uh, do a guiding bolt again. Okay. 14 will miss. Okay. I'm going to stop my action. I'm going to finish my turn. Validir. Validir again trying to hit this thing with a scimitar. First attack. Flank, flank, flanking. Flank, flank. Flanking. Oh, that up. is a 19 to hit on the first one. That's going to hit. For six points of damage. Okay. What do you get next? Second is 21 to hit. That's going to hit. And that is going to be another six points of damage. And as you pierce him with the second attack, you almost see it smile at you and say, Wait till the master gives more to you. <laughs> And it just peels out of this life. <clears throat> At that point, you see pandemonium in the amphitheater. The people that were hiding under the chairs, including the Baroness and Arnold, Heinrich, everybody gets up and starts running. And you see like the peasant people, they start running out the door first. And then you see a large ball of fire just <clears throat> come from the entrance of the door smoking everybody that's that's trying to get out you see easily 15 people just turn to char and just crumple Shit. right there as you see this winged creature come up over the amphitheater and nestle down right at the mouth of it and you see this large flame drake looking down at all four of you just See you next session. Nice. I remember him being part of the auction. Right? Yeah. VIP only, bitch. Get out. He Let me see your card. He didn't like being outbidded on the grizzly bear. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. 
Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at RollTheHard20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com, or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com, where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. We got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.